Brace yourself and buckle up. You are about to hear a life-changing, history-making, world-defining message from the New Birth Podcast. Tell everybody you know, things will never be the same. Uh, just an amazing encounter with God. If you missed it, uh, go back to our YouTube page, our Facebook page, uh, and go back and uh, relive that experience. Was anybody here Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday? I'm telling you, if you weren't here, I'm telling you the glory was here. Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13. Verse 10 through 13. Luke chapter 13. Verses 10 through 13. On a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues and a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her. And immediately she straightened up. And when she straightened up, she praised God. I want us to read those verses together. Luke chapter 13, verses 10 through 13. Let's read it together. On the Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues, and a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised God. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. One Sunday, Jesus was teaching in the church, and he saw a woman there who had been crippled for 18 years. She was bent over and couldn't straighten up at all, so Jesus called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are free from what has been crippling you. He laid hands on her, and as soon as he laid hands on her, she got strength back in her body. First thing she did when she got her strength back was praise God. I want to preach, uh, I want to preach for a little while today using as a subject, I don't need your prayers. Yeah, I, I don't need your prayers. Comrades, one of the reasons I am uh, grateful that 2023 is over because according to the Gun Violence Archive, last year there were over 627 mass shootings in America. 627 mass shootings in America. Mass shooting uh, is a shooting that impacts four or more. And there were 627 of them. In a visual, that would be yellow tape from sea to shining sea. You remember the mass shooting of 18 in a small hamlet of a place called Lewistown, Maine. You remember the mass shooting in my own hometown of Baltimore in the middle of a cookout, 30 were shot. 
After each incident, almost like clockwork, elected officials emerged, would get on the news, and offer as if it is scripted, thoughts and prayers. The Croatian theologian Misov Volk once said while teaching at Yale University Divinity School, there is something deeply hypocritical about praying for a problem you are unwilling to resolve. As a consequence, it appears that our thoughts are destitute and our prayers are desolate. Richard Foster said, to pray is to change. To pray is to change. Don't ask for my prayers if you are not prepared for things to change. Whatever it is that you pray to God about, you're praying to God with the expectation that what I am praying about is going to change. Uh, thoughts have to be anchored in what uh, Walter Brueggemann calls a prophetic imagination. I'm thinking about how I want things to be and prayer is me talking to the one who I believe can change it. Hear this. So prayer requires imagination. And prayer is the language of what it is that I am imagining. I'm going to issue a caution. Do not pray over something you're going to miss. Don't pray over what you're going to miss. Because when God changes it, you're not going to see it the way that it was. So we have all of these elected officials that are doing all of this extending of thoughts and prayers, but they're offering no legislation. Ron DeSantis, who wants to be the next president of the United States, last week on the town hall meeting on CNN, uh, said after the most recent mass shooting in Florida, there should no longer be a three-day wait for a gun purchase. Said so the day that somebody applies to get the gun, the exact same day they should be in receipt. A logical mind, a critical mind has got to be asking Governor DeSantis, what are you thinking? And all the more, what are you praying? Friends, the luxury of sending thoughts and prayers is that it gives you the green light to stay disengaged. All I'm doing is sending thoughts and sending prayers, then I absolve myself of any responsibility. You praying and you thinking does not free you from you doing. Frederick Douglass, that great abolitionist from my home state of Maryland, said, I got more prayers answered when I got off my knees. Augustine said this. I want you to have it. Here's what Augustine said. Pray like it's all on God, but work like it's all on you. I better say that again. Pray like it's all on God, but work like it's all on you.
Would you look at the person beside you and tell them that's what you got to do this year? Come on, look at him and tell him that's what you got to do this year. Look him in the eye and tell him, pray like it's all on God, but work like it's all on you. After you finish telling me what you are praying for, then tell me how you are working towards it. Don't tell me you praying for a job and you filled out no applications. Don't tell me you praying to go to school and you have not applied. Please don't tell me you praying about starting a business and have not written a business plan. Don't tell me you want to be a happy homemaker and your apartment is dirty. You, you, you got to work on what you praying for. Your greatest asset is your mindset. Your greatest asset is your mindset. Your mindset is what you believe about your convictions. Your mindset is what you believe about your creator. Your mindset exposes what floats in your conscience. I want to give that to you again. Your mindset is a belief in your convictions. Your mindset is what you believe about your creator. Your mindset exposes what floats in your conscience. As a consequence, your mindset has got to be, I am a joint heir. The way my mind thinks, the way my mind thinks, I'm the head and not the tail. Uh, that, 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 that the way my mind is wired, I am above and not beneath. You, you want to know why I think like this? The way my mindset is, I'm supposed to be a lender and not a borrower. My mindset, ain't no way I'm going to walk around looking defeated because my mind says I'm more than a conqueror. My mind says, says greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. My mindset is no weapon that is formed against me will be able to prosper. My mindset is that no good thing is he going to withhold from me. My mindset is when my mother and father forsake me, the Lord is going to lift me up. My mindset is in the time of trouble, he will hide me. Here it is. If that's what my mindset is, then I have to pray like that's how my mind is. Y'all not going to like this. The problem with your prayers is your prayers can be traced back to your low self-esteem. Your prayers at its root exposes you really don't have confidence in God. But when you pray, you ought to pray like God wants you to have the best. You got it ain't that I'm arrogant, I'm expecting. I I pray like I know God got more for me than this measly check. I pray like I'm too good of a woman to be by myself. I pray like I struggle too hard to always be behind the eight ball. I pray with expectation. Pray like God wants me to have the best. 
and I pray like God created me to be the best. And because that's the way my mind is, I'm not in competition with nobody but my former self. Y'all didn't hear what I just said. I ain't paying attention to what nobody else is doing. I'm just thinking about what God showed me. And the problem is my reality don't match my dream. So I gotta pray till my reality catches up with what God showed me. God, if you didn't want me to walk in this, you should have never showed it to me. But because you gave me a vision for my life, I'm praying like you showed it to me. The devil is getting ready to have an aneurysm. I need somebody to shout out loud, I deserve the best. God wants me to have the best. And this year, I'm going to get the best. If you believe it, I dare you to thank him right now. Give him. I said, give him your best. If you think you always going to work for somebody else, shut up. If you think the money you made last year is the highest you're going to go, don't you say nothing. If you think your children won't go further than you, you ought to sit down. But those of you that pray exceedingly, abundantly, beyond. Hallelujah. You may be seated. This year, you got to check people. I am not arrogant, I'm anointed. I can't hear nobody. I'm not arrogant, I'm anointed. That's why I don't settle for what you settle for. There's a greater expectation. Sending thoughts with prayers means, hear this, I am praying what I am thinking. I am praying what I am thinking. Philippians 4 and 8 says, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are admirable, whatever things are excellent, whatever things are, are praiseworthy, think on these things. What has happened in the modern church is that we have told people to shout about what they think about. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, but this year what I think about, I'm praying about. So I need you to get in your mind what your dream house is. I need you to get in your mind what your dream job is. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I want you to think in your mind where you want to see your children going. I want you to think in your mind about how much money you want to deposit into your account, how much you need in your savings. I need you to think about what it is that you want God to do for you. Now that you thought about it, I want you to throw your head back and say, do it, God. I know that you can. I know that you're able. I know you can do anything but fail. He said, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Standing at five foot three, standing at five foot three on Lenox Avenue, James Baldwin said, you cannot fix it until you face it. 
cannot fix it until you face it. Uh, listen to me. Face the reality of your situation. I, I, I don't want you to uh, go into witness protection because you're around all of these church people. But the reality is it's bad. What you are in is unfair. What you are dealing with is heavy. What you are dealing with, here it is, is demonic and diabolical. But I stand today to declare to you is getting ready to get better. I trust him to change it and I have confidence it ain't going to stay in the position that it's in. Last year was your worst year. But if you can hear my voice, God kept you alive for a reason. I don't know why y'all sitting there in despair. You sitting there like you don't believe it's going to change. But I declare to you that while you trying to figure it out, the Lord is already getting ready to work it out. Can I tell you, God is conspiring right now on how to move some things in your life. I'm waiting on the screamers. God getting ready to do something and whisper your name in the ear of influential people. You are about to walk into what you are not qualified for. But God said, because you suffered with me, you gotta reign with me. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want you to start a rumor. I want you to start a rumor for me. Black people are good at doing that. I want you to start a rumor. Would you just spread down your row? Everything in your life is about to change. Yep. Hallelujah. Come on, spread the rumor. Everything in my life is about to change. I can't hear nobody. Everything on my credit score is about to change. I can't hear nobody. Everything with my T-cells are getting ready to change. Every foul spirit on my job is getting ready to change. Everything is about to change. I want you to take a walk with me. I want you to go with me to the Gospel of Luke. And I want you to see something that happens in chapter 13. Luke chapter th 13, uh, the physician records for us that uh, Jesus goes to church one day. And when he goes to church, I need you to see what he observed and what he saw through the lens of sacred texts. Is that when Jesus shows up for church, there is a woman, here it is, that is crippled. But I want you to pay note of uh, some peculiar facts is that she is crippled, but she has not been in a chariot accident. She is crippled, hear this, and uh, she does not have uh, low bone density. She's crippled, but she does not have osteoporosis. She is uh, crippled and does not have spinal bifida. Uh, she is crippled, hear this, but she is not dealing with the palsy. She is crippled, hear this, and she does not need knee replacement. Uh, the Bible says she is crippled, here it is, but there is nothing wrong with her body. Y'all don't like this. She is crippled because of what is in her mind. 
it is uh, with therapists who are called psychosomatic uh, that what's happening in her head is manifesting itself in her body so she can't move watch this because her mindset has convinced her she can't move and there are a whole lot of people who are sitting around you in church today because I need you to know that this woman who is crippled in her body because of what is happening in her mind is not a demoniac she's a saint in church but she's stuck y'all don't like this she's a worshiper who is stuck she is a leader in ministry and she's stuck and the reason why she's stuck is because the enemy figured out that because her soul is saved and her heart is covered the only area I can penetrate is her mind if I get in her mind she will never make a move I came to pull a demon out of here today the enemy done got in your mind to make you think that you ain't gonna bust a move this year he done got you stuck and you ain't made a move since the divorce the devil is a lie you ain't made a move since your mama died you ain't made a move since you filed bankruptcy and he tried to make you feel like cause you got laid off because you've been going through trial that you are stuck right where you are but look at your neighbor and tell him I'm a killer demon today but it is not gonna take oil y'all ain't saying nothing I'm going into spiritual warfare y'all ain't gonna like this I'm going into spiritual warfare I'm going into spiritual warfare how are you going into spiritual warfare I'm going into spiritual warfare by moving because had I just stayed still I'd be where the devil wants me to be but God said if you stop moving in this church everything in your life is going to stop moving he said when you stop moving the gates of hell will not prevail hey hey oh my God sit still if you don't want your income to move sit still if you satisfied with where your children are sit still if you don't need to move your address but those of you that know this is the year I'm gonna make a move in my life I'm gonna trust God with everything hallelujah hallelujah I give you glory the enemy got in her head and when the enemy got in her head, it says um, she's stuck, she's crippled, she can't move. But I need to show you something that I am afraid that exegetes and theologues and biblicists before me never paid attention to. She's crippled and she's stuck, but watch this, there is no um, handicap accessible van. She's crippled and she's stuck. And I have no evidence of her being in a wheelchair. She's crippled and she's stuck, but she has no cane. And so the mystery of this text is that she's crippled and stuck, but I don't know how she got to church. God help me in here. There's some of y'all folk have no idea what it took for you to get to church. 
God, I can't hear nobody. I stopped going a long time ago. But there was something that dragged me back into the house of God. And because it took hell and high water for me to get to church, you think I care? You looking at my clothes? You think I got an attitude? Because my hair ain't all the way together. I came to bless the Lord with all that is within me. I was glad when they said unto me, I need somebody to open up your mouth and shout like I'm glad to be in the church. I'm glad. I don't know how she made it. How she make it to church after all of that church hurt, after all of that betrayal, after being isolated, after being rejected. I don't know how she kept coming to church. Look at the person beside you say, he talking about me today. Oh my God, you got no idea what it is that I had to go through in my life. If I was honest with you, what I had to endure, I should have stopped trusting God a long time ago. But there's something on the inside of me that keeps telling me it won't always be like this. But sooner or later, it's gonna work in my favor. I need you to grab that neighbor's hand and tell him the first miracle is that you still in church. I can't hear no, I said the first miracle is you still talk to God. The first miracle is you still trust him. She's crippled. She can't even move a little bit, but she gets to church. I'm gonna show you this. In Jesus, watch this, sees her crippled. Softly musician, sees her crippled and calls her forward. Is that what the text says? That Jesus sees her and calls her forward. Another translation says, Jesus sees her and brings her to the front. Y'all just missed it. Jesus brought her to the front crippled. Says, I am not going to wait for your life to be straightened out before I bring you to the front. Can I tell you, that's why Negroes don't like you. You at the front crippled. You at the front still with issues. You, you at the front with your brokenness. You, you at the front and they know what you did. But God called her to the front. They called her to the front. And some of you, I hope you're prepared for what I'm getting ready to declare. But God will still elevate you when you ain't right. God, I, maybe I should just be screaming there. God, God will still do some stuff in your life even while you crooked. I can't hear nobody. God will still bless you when you didn't dot all your eyes or cross all your teeth. He'll still pull you to the front. He pulled her to the front. And the Bible says something that I wanted to show you. Is he... um. The Bible said he touched her. 
I want you right where you are. I want you to hold the hand of whoever's next to you. Whether you're at this altar, whether you're online, whether you're in this room. You're not going to like it, but I got to give it to you. She's been in this condition for 18 years. And here's uh, Ashton. What I wanted you to see is that Jesus never prayed for her. God help me. Would you just squeeze that neighbor's hand for me? It's for 18 years. She's humped over because of what's in her mind. And because she's broken, church folk didn't want to touch her. God help me. A demon that we don't really deal with the demon of loneliness and the demon of isolation says I'm, I'm getting ready to touch you just so you ain't in it by yourself God help me something getting ready to break right through here says I'm getting ready to touch you hear this because there's getting ready to be a transfer of strength that whatever is in me is getting ready to be transferred into your life. I need you to pull on your neighbor tell him I ain't gonna let you go out like that. Strength is getting ready to happen for you. Come on, I can't hear nobody. Power is getting ready to happen to you. Increase is getting ready. Don't let that neighbor's hand go because what I'm getting ready to tell you, I need you to hold their hand so that they don't go crazy. She's crooked for 18 years. God help me. So when he holds her hand, God help me. God was restoring back to her. Listen to me. I don't know how y'all gonna be quiet. He was restoring back to her. Here's your shout. The last 18 years of her life. God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Did you hear what I just said? God said, when you praise me today, I'm gonna restore you from everything that crippled you over the last 18 years. That neighbor's hand is in your hand. I don't know how your faith is built up, how your expectation is built up, but I got a download from heaven that I got to release to you today. God said for the believers who dragged yourself into church tired, came to church depressed, came to church weary, came to church burnt out, y'all ain't saying nothing, came to church bleeding. God said if you give me glory today, the next 18 weeks, I'ma make up for the last 18 years. I need you to loose that neighbor's hand. Come on, I can't hear nobody. I need you to loose that neighbor's hand. What God gonna do by the third week of February? What God gonna do 
by the first week of April, I can't hear nobody. I'm giving God glory because he gonna restore the years that the canker worm tried to devour. God, give me my time. Listen to me. Jesus, I know this is an unconventional look. Jesus never prayed for this woman. He just touched her. Here it is. To change her mindset. Oh my God. Said if I touch her, I'll change her mindset. And I will not have to pray for her. God help me. I won't have to pray for her because watch what happens when she changes her mind. When she changes her mind, the Bible says the strength comes in her body. And the first thing she does is start praising God. God, y'all ain't saying nothing. When I get my mind back, don't play with me. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You messed over me while I was weak, while I was vulnerable, while I was insecure, while I was depressed, while I was broken. But when I get my mind back, all of y'all better back up off of me because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. Lift up that hand. Listen to me. Lift up that hand. I got to say this to you. I wish, I wish I didn't care about you. Because if I didn't care about you, I'd lie to you. I wish I didn't care. I wish I didn't love you so much. Because if I didn't love you, I could gaslight you and tell you that all of you are going to be millionaires. That ain't true. If I didn't care about you, if I had no integrity, I better tell you all of you, by the end of the year, gonna be living in a 10,000 square foot home. I wish I could tell you that. But what God has commissioned me on this day, is he's saying, watch this for those of you with lifted hands, that I am getting ready to change your mindset. Oh my God. And because I'm getting ready to change your mindset, you ain't going to need other people to pray you out. You're going to pray yourself out of this one. God, I can't hear nobody. I declare over every lifted hand, you may not be debt free, but here's your scream. You're going to be depression free. God, I can't hear nobody. You may not have a lot of assets, but you're going to have a fresh anointing over your life. I want to hear just for 30 seconds. Will you bless God for a recovered mind? Come on, I can't hear nobody. Would you give God glory that you got your mind on right? Hey, come on, I can't hear you. Break it off of you. You ain't never gonna think that lower yourself again. Break it off of you. You deserve to be loved. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to be treated with respect. Break that old mindset off of you. Come on, I dare you to worship him. He's changing your mind. I wish you would treat me like I'm regular. 
I wish you would handle me like I'm running a mill. I wish you would think you gonna do to me what you did to all of them other nincompoop. You dealing with a real anointed vessel. Lift that hand. I'm free. Praise the Lord, I'm free. No longer bound. It's just a blessing. Free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty. My mind is free at last. Lift that hand in the spirit. Lift that hand in the spirit, I am. Um, lift that hand in the spirit. I'm laying hands on all of you. That God is changing your mindset. I'm knowing you that the oil will flow from the top of your head. And it will not stop till it gets to the sole of your feet. Your mind is changing. Dr. Benjamin Mays, one of my favorite quotes, former President Morehouse said, your greatest sin is not failure. Your greatest sin is low aim. You are not dreaming the size of God. But God today is getting me to kick your mind in the overdrive. Those of you hear this, that can thank God, here comes my grandmother, that can thank God, I woke up this morning. God, I can't hear nobody with my mind stayed on Jesus. I declare and decree over every lifted hand that the enemy will not be able to plant anything in your thinking, won't be able to plant anything in your thoughts, will not be able to disrupt or minimize your prayer life with a God that is not the size of your God. And those of you who are thankful that this year your mind is on straight. Would you thank God? Here it is. Don't do it yet. Don't do it yet because you don't even know how much you got to do it. Would you just thank God for everything you went through in the last 18 years? Don't do it yet. That everything you went through in the last 18 years, would you thank God you still got sanity? Oh, y'all ain't been through nothing. Y'all ain't survived nothing. You ain't been traumatized by nothing. Hallelujah. Embrace somebody real quick around you and tell them, cover your mindset. Protect your mindset. Fight for your mindset. It's just a blessing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody. I am free. I am free. Praise the Lord. It's just a blessing. It's just a blessing. 
praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I hope you are energized that you don't need an energy drink. What you just heard should have you off and running, chasing your dreams, pursuing your purpose, and answering your call. If this was a blessing, share it with somebody else. Don't be selfish. This is what God gave you so that you can be a blessing to somebody who needs it worse.